What's up, everybody? Welcome to the weekly show. That's right, it's the weekly show because the press is closed because someone tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, but apparently it wasn't somebody who was interacting with customers. So, uh, I mean, Chisholm and I last week, we were good boys. We uh, sat outside, um, a little bit safer environment considering all things. But yeah, no press for the foreseeable future. Hopefully all their employees test negative and they're able to open up because I know Chisholm, like you just found out today when I texted you, I thought you would have known, like you're in the know with the press. Like like you're the Royce Young of the press. So I figured <laughs> you would have known beforehand. Like you, you get these... You're like again. You're you're the Shams. You get all the you get all the uh, tests. You know, basically before they they're made public. Yeah. And so uh, I just drive by there all the time. I live by there. Yeah. Uh, and so when you told me that, I was just like, oh, what? What? I almost went and ate there on Friday too. So that would have been or picked up food from there. Yeah. So hopefully next Wednesday we're there. If not, then possibly the next Wednesday. Otherwise, we will. No, still- next Wednesday I'm gone. Oh, you're gone. You on vacation? I am. Where are you going? Going to Bro- Florida, man. Broken boat. Yeah, I'm going down to Florida. I'm going to try to penetrate this bubble. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Oh. That's about Can anyone else, is there a vacation that doesn't involve just going to a cabin out in the middle of nowhere? Isn't that everyone's vacation I mean, right now? My vacation is going to be going to Ryan's house on the 4th. Yeah. With, you know, just pull, pulling it up. Yeah. Ryan Chapman, that is. Yeah, I uh, I think that's a, yeah, it's everyone's form of vacation right now. It's just going outside somewhere. But yeah, I'm going to my parents' house for the 4th of July. Here's what's crazy, and I don't mean to rail on my please, hometown. Please, please go. We have this big 4th of July festival in Marlowe. It's a big deal. Yeah. Tons of people come from all over, because we kind of it's kind of like the 4th of July festival for the county, not really just the town. Yeah. That, that fucker's still going on, and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. it it's... It's hard to stop on a dime, but I mean, we've known about this for some time now. Yeah. So, like back in March, like, yes, it was understandable that like concerts, restaurants, like everything, like whatever you want to talk about, to shut down like that, I get it's it's hard and you're going to do it kicking and screaming because of the the consequences that come about. But we have enough time now. We have enough experience now. And then even our mayor, David Holt, uh, came up today and said that starting Friday... Okay, CA2 podcast zone, David Holt. Yeah, friend of the podcast, David Holt, uh, came up today and said starting Friday for the next two weeks that every single restaurant, bar in Oklahoma City, um, their employees are now required to wear masks. So hopefully that helps with Oklahoma City. It's not the case. And they have to be at 50% capacity, correct? 50% capacity. And then he said something about indoor theaters um, have to be staggered seating. And I'm, I'm like, theaters are still open? I think he, I theater sit seating style seating, yeah. Churches, I assume, is what he's kind of oh, hinting at. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, there ain't no movies out. Like, there was a movie coming out in April that I was super excited for back in January, and that have, hasn't seen the light of day, and I'm so pissed about it. But right, um, hopefully Marlowe is safe. Let's um, hope so. Let's hope so. My thing with this is not that like I think that we should like all batten down the hatches and go back into our houses and lock all the doors. Hey, I just we're, th- we're past that. We can't do it again. Yeah, I just think that like uh, at this point, like stuff like that. I know it sucks with people who rely on that festival for income, or uh, you know the people who go out there and you know they sell goods or whatever. Or they bring inflatables and a carnival. I know it sucks for all them, but God forbid if something did happen and a bunch of people got the coronavirus, that would destroy Marlow. And so for the betterment of the businesses that are there and still trying to run on a daily day operation, I feel like it would be better to not have a festival where you bring in hundreds and thousands of people from other towns. Yeah, um, I mean, again, like society at large, it, it's uh, it's hard to stop everything. Things have to keep going. 
but so much crap, like unintended consequences, they're just happening. And like, we can go on and on and on about all this bullshit. But I mean, segueing into the NBA, because I don't know if you saw this, Chisholm, but Thabo's out. Thabo's out, uh, which is terrible for the Rockets, of course. But apparently FC Dallas, who just got back from Orlando, their entire team tested positive. I did not see that. Which I don't know how the MLS is doing their bubble quote-unquote, but it seemed like a lot of people that covered the MLS were like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Obviously, it's bad when an entire team tests positive. I'm going to assume that they're all asymptomatic and okay, but in terms of like the sport continuing, it's bad, apparently. It's also, you know, if you were listening, Orlando. Now, I know the NBA is taking all these precautions, and they're still... I'm assuming that they're still fine-tuning things and they're still listening and they're still experiencing everything that like we are. And they're probably seeing this going, okay, how can we avoid this? How can we make this a little bit safer? But it's not a bubble. It's not a complete bubble. People are going to be able to come and go as they please. So my first question to you, Chisholm, how many days are we going to get into the Orlando thing when it starts on July 30th and the real possibility that it being canceled is actually on the table? Because I'm putting it at two and a half days, and I think that that's even too that that's even way too. Generous. Oh, see, I I have a different timeline in my head. If if they start game one, I think they're gonna they're gonna they have stand a pretty good chance of making it through because they're gonna be there before doing all those scrimmages. I think those scrimmages are gonna be the real stress test. Yeah, well, I mean that that makes sense if it's a true bubble because really, like you just you get everybody to floor that that it applies to, and then they'll probably test positive, and then once they're quarantined in a ideal situation after that week or two then everybody's clear but people are going to keep coming in and out and then also we're depending on players to be good soldiers here and there's probably a good portion probably the vast majority of these players are going to do their part because um you know like four to six teams feel like they have a legitimate shot and you can throw the thunder in there i'm talking about the thunder players feel like they have a legitimate shot to win an NBA championship. In order to do that, you don't necessarily just have to win on the floor. Yeah. You have to do everything necessary. That includes following these strict rules. But not every team that's going feels like they have a chance to win and they don't want to be cooped up in a hotel no matter how many five how many stars it has next to its Google review. Um you're depending on a ton of people to work together and as we're seeing with our own country, that's hard. And so I just I want basketball to happen. Maybe I'm just preparing myself to be disappointed because I don't want it to happen again. Yeah, what, I, what I've been telling everybody is just expect it to get canceled. And so that way, if it's played, you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, Kenny Smith uh, said that he thinks they should cancel the season and just roll it next year. He doesn't really see the risk uh, that they're taking here and the reasoning why. Um, I, I, I guess in my head is... We're going to see a surge. Um, I, I feel like we're going to see you know people test positive. We're going to see an immediate impact when they all get there, what this is going to look like. And if they can get through those first two weeks of those scrimmages and kind of somewhat look like they have it together, I think they're going to power through and do the whole thing. Because the thing that we know about the playoffs is that teams get eliminated and those players go away and those coaches go away. And the so Brooklyn, the group gets smaller and smaller. The Brooklyn Nets keep eliminating themselves. Right. And we haven't even started shit. Did they know that they can't <laughs> just like forfeit by ruling out their entire team? Were they aware? <laughs> there's going to be set, there's going to be Shane Falco, Clifford Franklin, everybody from the replacement. Clifford Franklin, I the fastest son of a bitch I've ever seen. Yeah, no joke. No joke. He would be like the Corey Brewer, running a straight or line the, very Ish, quickly but Ish Smith. Ish Smith. Yeah, that's that type of player. Yeah. That's a good comp. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, pragmatically, yes, teams are going to be there for at least, what, a month and a half or two, and then those teams will start to be shaved off. Like, it's going to be 45 days, yeah, I think. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to look at a calendar, trying to figure out what this looks like. I think it's going to be 45 days with everyone there. <laughs> and after 45 days, it gets cut in half. Yeah, and then, because I don't know, I'd, I'd imagine that the families that are going to be coming right around that time um, for the teams and the players that are still involved, I'm assuming that they'll have similar protocols that they have to follow. They probably have to get tested wherever they're living right now, and then when they fly in, they'll have to be tested and then quarantine as it applies. But that's still adding people to this bubble. So I agree with you. Ideally, in the scrimmage during the scrimmage portion of the whole um, NBA restart, that's when we're going to have a much better understanding. It's when the league's going to have a much better understanding of like, all right, this is feasible. We can we can get through this. Um, but when you keep adding people, even though you're subtracting pe- subtracting a good amount of people, it's just so hard to see this all the way through. But I think I think we're either just going to, and this is silly, I think it's going to either finish or they're going to cancel it um, a day or so into it. If that if that if you can visualize that. Yeah. Do you think there's like a big like red atomic clock ticking down to zero before like teams start flying into Orlando that Adam Silver's staring at right now? I mean, he can't like he said he said on something the other day that he's still very optimistic and comfortable with this thing moving forward. So I mean that that's good, but I mean what but yes. I'm sure that's what he said. But what is he gonna come out and say, you know what, I'm real skeptical. I think we're gonna get some people killed. I mean, he is a lawyer by trade. So. Yeah, so I mean, like, what else is he going to say? Uh, so I don't know if I'd put a whole lot of stock into that. I, you know what? We came up with this plan. I really think it sucks. I think there's a chance that we're really going to be screwing some people for a long time. But homeboy got to make some money. Like, you know, so he's got to say he's got confidence in what he's doing. But I think if we got True Serum and him and Goodell and, you know, I almost said Bug Seelig. That's not it. Is he dead? Uh, Rob Manford. I think they would all tell you, yeah, we have no clue what we're doing. And it's fair. I don't know. There's no one who really knows what they're doing right now. Neither do I. Uh, Chisholm, you asked me today about my thoughts on our first little media day with Billy Donovan and Shea Gildas-Alexander. Today was the beginning of mandatory workouts uh, for the 22 teams that are involved in the Orlando thing. Uh, Thunder. Being Did you included. ask Billy if anyone's fat? I didn't get to ask Billy Donovan anything, oh. but no one asked them if any any player was out of shape. But it's probably one on the calls because that would have been my first question. I would have you'd assume if what one player are you worried about that could potentially be like, Deontay Burton? Deontay Burton, uh, that's he changed his diet. That's the one thing that he did improve. Okay, was his physique. Um, I'd probably say Danilo Gallinari. No, I've just seen too many videos of Dylan working out. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. like that's the one player going into this. It's like uh, I'm a little skeptical about old Danilo, uh, but no, he's he's putting. Nerlens, have you seen anything from Nerlens? Because I've not. I have not, but I will say that I'm almost done with the book that you uh, that we did. Oh yeah, Nerlens makes an appearance. Yeah, Nerlens makes some uh, very unfortunate appearances, um, and I'll say this without context. Bless Markel Foltz's heart, dude. Uh, no joke, man. <laughs> no joke. Um, no, so we, we got to talk to Billy Donovan today and Shea Gillis-Alexander. Now, moving forward, we're going to have um, media availability with players and Billy Donovan every single day. I mean, that's that's the plan. And it can be at 10.30 in the morning like it was today, or as the Thunder PR staff told me, if Danilo Gallinari comes in and wants to get shots up at 6.30 and he's ready by 7.30 or 8 to do 
um, media availability at night, then that's when we'll do it. So the NBA has mandated that this is completely on the player's time whenever they're wanting to get their workouts in and availability in because they're still only able to do individual workouts. As we phase more into this, they'll get to do three-on-threes, four-on-fours, five-on-fives, but time has to elapse. But um, based on what you saw on Twitter, based on what you've heard, anything interesting from Billy Donovan? No, truthfully, no. I know the Andre Robertson. <laughs> no, the, I know the Andre Robertson thing is the big headline coming out of this. I don't think that guy's gonna. Even if he's fully healthy, I can't imagine he sees meaningful minutes uh, when all this gets started. I think he he might put on a jersey and warm up, which would be a great sign for him and his career. But I, I don't really see him making an impact. So I threw that question at you on the radio, but in my head, I'm going, "Ah, this doesn't matter." I know, and it's the song and dance we've had to do for the last two and a half years, and I understand it. Um, I want Andre on the floor. He's a awesome guy to cover. He's easy to root for. Uh, when he was healthy, yes, we know that he's a limited player. We know that he's a one-sided player, but that one side is damn near elite. He was probably the best perimeter defender in the league, and before his injury, that mellow Paul George, Russell Westbrook team really found something that I don't even think that the... Yeah, the Steven Adams shame. Yeah, well, I don't even think that the Russell Westbrook, Paul George at its height, when Paul George was an MVP candidate, I don't even think that that team eclipsed what the Thunder were potentially finding before Andre Robertson got hurt the year prior. Yeah, that's the that's the level of play that they they had. Um, it, it's a shame, but Billy said today, like I haven't had a chance to see him do anything five on five because we haven't been able to do so. So the hope is and the plan is that when we get to Orlando, we're able to see him do that, and that's basically the same thing we've heard for the last six seven months. Yeah, and so like. Because of that, is like, he going to have media availability? He's practicing. If he's practicing, you know that's a that's actually a good question. We should probably shoot one to the PR staff for the Thunder. Like if he's practicing, if he's doing individual workouts, and these are considered practices, then we should be able to talk to him. Every player is accounted for. Billy Don said that all seventeen players have been here since before June twenty third in Oklahoma City practicing. Um, they're all willing. I to can go. tell you, I've seen Abdul Nader. So. I know, and I saw a picture of him too. Like you saw him at the gas station, apparently across the street from our station. Yeah, you said he had long hair, and I saw a picture of him on like he posted a selfie on Instagram or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's gotten long. Yeah, he got that quarantine cut, like yeah. a lot of us do. Yeah, as I talk, sit here with my uh, ponytail. Yeah, it's more of a man bun tail or thing. whatever. These are these are dark times. These are dark times. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the Robertson thing is something that I'm sure fans will be interested in, but again, I don't know if it really holds a whole lot of weight to me. Uh, the big thing that I was concerned is, okay, is everybody there? Yeah. Is Steven there? Is Danilo there? You know, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, and so they all are. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's that was the big storyline coming out of that. And the fact that Shea has now officially the coolest hair in the NBA. <laughs> I, love the, I love the braids on Shea. The headband and the braids look, it does him well. Can you see him during the teleconference? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's Zoom. Okay. I mean, it's not Zoom. It's like Microsoft. It's their it's their version Microsoft of Zoom. Microsoft team, yeah. So you can hit the gallery mode and you can see everybody. And so some people. So they can <laughs> see you. Um, if, they're on, if they're on gallery, then they can see everybody, yeah. But really it's. If you don't have it on gallery, whoever is talking is what you see. So, so if uh, I cough while he's talking, does it cut to me for a second? Which is why we're supposed to mute mute our mics. Fortunately, I actually have a like an actual microphone that I can turn on and off. I'm not just using my computer audio, which you can't really mute on or off because if you mute it, you can't hear anything. So, um, I don't. Hopefully, no one saw me like pick my nose or something like that because that'd be that'd be terrible. That'd be embarrassing. But you're just sitting there for like an hour, and it's like you know you just kind of get lost in it. But, um. 
I'll really quick on Andre before we move on to the next thing, Chisholm. I mean, if he's able to go, sure. Does he add anything to this roster? Does he add anything to the Thunder's chances? Is there anything that you feel like that he can actually bring to the table, having not played in two seasons? Yeah, so Andre 2018, absolutely. I think he could play a big role for this team. I just, I'm skeptical he's going to be who he was. Um, and so with me saying that, no, I, I don't think he's going to really add a whole lot other than uh, value to himself as he enters free agency. Um, and, uh, you know, just the uh, reassurance to the market that, you know, he's he is healthy and he's ready to play. But I just, I can't imagine that for this long of a gap that he's going to be ready to go out there play defense against James Harden for 38 minutes you know like I just I can't see that so just in short no I don't I don't really think he's gonna add anything yeah like I think the ceiling uh the realistic ceiling is just what you said earlier he puts a jersey on and he's suited suited up so he can in theory be inserted into the game and if that's the breaking case, case of emergency kind of a situation yes, and I think the Thunder might actually even do that to potentially help his future because this is of course the last year on his deal uh, the Thunder obviously moving in a certain direction with adding Lou Dort full-time to the roster. They have Terrence Ferguson. and they're probably going to extend him on his rookie deal. You think so? I'm going to assume so, oh, simply think, because he's 22 years old. Oh, I think they're going to do the go get yourself a deal, my friend. We'll see if we want to match it. Is anyone going to give him a deal that the Thunder wouldn't even want to? That's my point. Okay. I think the deal will be cheaper if he goes and signs with Sacramento. And then the Thunder come okay, back and okay. match it. Okay. Well, okay. Well, my my main thing is that he'll still remain with the Thunder. I think he's going to remain. With the, I don't think the Thunder are negotiating with him though. Okay. Fair enough. But that obviously leaves Andre Robertson, that type of player, kind of in at, no man's land. In no man's land. So, um, hopefully for Andre, he's able to at least put a jersey on and then potentially get a deal moving forward. Um, I guess we'll jump over because we kind of glossed over everything. Billy basically everything he had to say today. Um, Shay. Uh, was in really, really good spirits. And it was kind of refreshing because every th every time I pull up Twitter about news, it's always like doom and gloom, this isn't going to work. And Shay's just like, uh-uh, like, I just want to play basketball. I, I want to play basketball with my friends. I want to play basketball with my teammates. We want to finish what, what we started. And it was refreshing, even though it may not be realistic. But it was, I, I got to admit, like, it was just nice to hear that Shay is excited. Chris Paul is excited by proxy. He's the leader of the team. And everybody is apparently of one mindset. And Chisholm, we've talked about the corny leadership stuff moving into Orlando, possibly being one of the few advantages the Thunder have over probably the majority of teams involved. Um, the talent gap is certainly going to be a disadvantage yeah. for the Thunder. But, I mean, that's – I don't want to say that this is like a good thing, Thunder fans. Like, they're raring to go, whereas other all these other teams are kind of like debating and deciding they're adding pieces here and there that could – fuck with their chemistry or whatever but um it's a nice thing to hear and i'm just really looking forward to seeing how it actually affects play uh once we get to orlando yeah i mean you look at the teams that are kind of in their tier excuse me uh the utah jazz um you know rockets. the Indiana pacers the houston rockets and not even really rockets because i think they are absolutely trying to win a title but there's a there's a set of teams that's like we're a good basketball team we think we can win some games when we get there Oh, uh, we really probably don't have a chance to win the title. Yeah. Like, these players are self-aware. I think the Thunder, out of all of those teams, are the most, like, but we're going to play our asses off. Like, at the Indiana, if Indiana shows up and plays half-ass basketball the whole time, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. You know, if Utah shows up and they play half-ass basketball the whole time, that wouldn't shock me. I think Oklahoma City's going to play hard. Now, is it going to be 
Are they going to be talented? Are they going to win a bunch of games? I don't know, but I, I could probably say they're going to play hard. Uh, they have that going for them. I would say that's definitely in their category. Yeah, the Thunder, I mean, as silly as this mindset might be, they're definitely going there with the mentality of we're, we want to be here as long as possible. We want to try and win a championship. So, I mean, of course, that's that's better. And they don't have, like you brought up the Pacers, like Victor Lodipo may or may not play. And if he doesn't play, well, that obviously nixes any yeah. chance at all that they might have. But um, I guess the last thing, Chisholm, I mean, what what can we possibly look forward to over these next few weeks other than just we'll, we'll, we'll talk these to— These scrimmages, bro. Well, I know, but we'll talk to, like, a different player pretty much every day, yeah. and apparently we'll only get one guy. So it'll be by next week by, by the time we get to maybe Lou Dort, who we've never really had a chance to talk to because he never practiced with the Thunder back in the regular season. Um, so there's so much that we're going to learn on an individual level from like what these guys have been doing, what they've been thinking about during like a pandemic, social injustice, peaceful protest, all these things, and then the, the league starting back up and their concerns about it. But I, I mean, scrimmaging, I mean, what are, let's just spread this out league wide. Like, what are we going to find out? Oh, you're going to find out who's fat. Which is, it's not Nikola Jokic. It's not Jokic. No, I think we're going to see who took this pandemic seriously and who thought the league was actually going to restart. Uh, we're going to see what, you know, team chemistry and all this stuff. I think these scrimmages really, really freaking matter. I just told you that Andre Robertson does not, and what Billy Donovan said this afternoon, truthfully, does not. These scrimmages absolutely hold weight for me. Yeah. If the Lakers come out and they look like poo-poo, I think that's not good. Or if Milwaukee comes out and looks like, you know, looks horrible, I think that's not good either. I think these scrimmages are going to hold real weight for me. Um, and so that's what I'm looking forward to over the next few weeks is seeing where did all these teams – does Philadelphia come out and all of a sudden look like who everyone thought they were when Zach Lowe picked them to make the finals? Yep. You know, I probably not, but they might, you know, and so I think all that stuff really makes a difference. And does Denver look like they did last year in the regular season when they were arrested and playing great defense? Does, you know, Roots Utah with Rudy Gobert and all these – you know, they don't have Boyan anymore, but does you know Utah kind of round back into shape? There's so many different directions that a lot of these teams can go. I mean, it's interesting to see. So, I mean, you can even add Houston to that list, too. If Houston comes out and they just look like a buzzsaw because their offense is unstoppable, I think that matters. So, that, that's what I would tell you the next few weeks is you want to pay attention to all these scrimmages because this is actually going to hold weight. These teams are going to take them seriously. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets just signed Luke and Mute just for your— just... He wasn't on the team already? I assume he's just got a permanent contract. Wasn't he on the team? Wasn't he on the Rockets like two years ago and then they let him walk? Nothing, yeah. or was that he signed a minimum deal with the Clippers? It was the year after they went to the Western Conference, and then Finals. the Blazers let him walk. Yeah, why do teams let Luke and Bob Mute walk when they are title contenders in, in, on paper? I don't know. The Blazers made the conference I just remember finals. when it was the same year that like it was like Luke and Bob Mute, Trevor Reza, it was that free agency class from Houston, and everyone thought Luke and Bob Mute was going to get this big deal. They signed a minimum one with the, with the Clippers. <laughs> Oh yeah, and who was it? Was it James Ennis that Rockets? Shout out like, James Ennis. Like he's he's going to like. Don't worry, he'll... he's seventy percent of Trevor Ariza. That's what they said. <laughs> and enter Daniel House like four and months enter later. Enter Daniel House, who plays a different position, but whatever. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's no such thing as positions in Darren Worry team. Yeah, um, Tabo of the backup center, as our friend John Ham said. Well, I mean, I, you already told me you're not going to the Marlowe Fourth of July extravaganza. I'm not. So, I am going to my parents' house, though. So we will have a cookout down there. Cookout, how, like socially distanced, or are there only going to be like four or five people down there? Oh, just my parents and my wife and my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. just the five of us. Um, okay. Well, I mean, Fourth of July, Happy basketball. Fourth of July. Basketball is coming. Everyone, stay away from people. 
Everybody stay away. Please be smart. For the love of God, so I can have Oklahoma football this summer so I can keep my job. Oh, my God. I, 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 Bro, if Governor Stitt is telling people to wear a mask, I know people can't see my face right now, but my eyes are huge. I know. and that's, sh- that's how you know things have gotten real. When the, when the governor of Oklahoma is telling people to put a mask on, take it seriously. And shout out to the interpret the sign language interpreter when he threw the horns down. That was uh, that was a thing of beauty. I'm like, is that actually like the Ameri- like the American sign language of how you say that? Probably. I, mean, I hope I mean, so. I mean, it's like yeah, Oklahomans watching that. They they know what that means. But uh, horns down always. But Chisholm, hopefully when I talk to you next time, we have more stuff to talk about. It's all positive and uh, good news only. Good news only. Enjoy your Fourth of July, everybody. Enjoy your Fourth of July. Be safe. America's awesome when they really want to be. When America the, is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm included. So, everybody, have a good one. We'll talk to you later.